0: Welcome to the Generation Y Podcast. My name is Will. And I'm Jean. And this is a podcast and a community designed to help young adults thrive.
1: Because young adulting is hard and we just wanna help. So we're having conversations that are important and helpful to all of us.
0: Today, we're talking about the idea of conflict and the difference in conflict and fighting. And in a time where we're probably more divided as a world and as a nation than we've ever been, we thought that would be a great subject to spend some time on today. This is the Generation Y Podcast. So conflict. <laughs> fun. I love how we both reach for our drinks. <laughs> it's like, conflict.
1: Conflict. Murray. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's heated. Yeah, it's character building.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so this idea of conflict. The reason we want to talk about this today um, is maybe during this season, one, this is probably the most divided that we've ever been as a world, and especially if you live in the US, especially in the States. This is the most divided we've been as a nation in a long time. Yeah. And also throughout a pandemic, you might find yourself spending a lot of time around people that you didn't think you would spend time around. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe you are spending a lot of time around your significant other um, or a spouse. Perhaps you, you know, uh, are married and you live with somebody and you Mm -hmm. used to work and now you're at home 12 hours a day. Yeah. Or Um, even
1: with a roommates or friends, or maybe you live at home.
0: Yeah. And that just naturally presents opportunities for conflict. Um,
1: right. Especially at a time when I think a lot of feelings are heightened, just with everything going on in our country, you really can't open up your social media. Uh, social media is just dangerous at this point um, or flip on the news. You're not going to find good news. So if you, op- that's the first thing you open up in the morning, you're sort of starting your day a little on edge. And yeah. then, You go be around people.
0: Right. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the difference in conflict and fighting Mm -hmm. and how we can handle conflict well, because I truly do believe that conflict can be constructive. Conflict can be a good thing, um, but it just has to be handled the right way. Somebody said to me recently that it isn't that people that you're around during this time have all of a sudden become different people are more annoying, but it's, it's that you're, <laughs> you're, you're faced, you've changed you've changed, <laughs> you're annoying, you're forced to address things that you haven't before. Oh, absolutely. You know,
1: I think people are experiencing that so much more, um, whether it's, you know, politically or if it's, um, for over a cause, I know even in my experience, um, I'm sort of having to avoid Facebook right now because people whose opinions I was, unaware of up until the last couple months, Right. Um, you know, they're posting really openly about it and I've been really caught off guard and had to, you know, choose to just not respond. No,
0: there's been, yeah, there's been people in my life that I'm very close to that I had no idea felt a certain way about something. And I was like, man, I, I did not know that that's mm-hmm. the way you felt about this. And here's the reason that I think conflict can be constructive is, I mean, for all of you conflict avoiders out there. <laughs> Is that, and I think it's Bob Goff who says this that, um, Bob Goff, yeah, Bob Goff, that truth and love need to coexist, right? Right. We've all had those friends where something happens or they're doing something that you, you know, like they they might be doing something that's hurtful or harmful to themselves, and you want to speak out and you want to say, Hey, I just don't think that this is what's best for you, but you don't because you don't want to rock the boat, right? And that's just that is,
1: or you think that they just won't be receptive,
0: right? Exactly. And so, Bob Goff says, that love without truth is just sentiment, and truth without love is just harshness. And yeah, so you need to have both. You need to have yeah, truth I've had. And love. I
1: feel like I've had both of those relationships too. I've had friends where it was just fun all the time. Right but then, when something really needed to be addressed. It just never was.
0: Like if I had a severe gambling problem, Well, <laughs> which let's be honest, I, mean, I do love going to the races.
1: That's true. No, that's, that's not, not true. Not true. Um, I like fantasy football. But I but gamble. I think I've also been in relationships. I mean, I've been in a um, dating relationship, one of my earliest ones. I mean, young relationships are tough for this because you aren't as emotionally mature as you will be one day. But, you know, I've been in a relationship with someone who delivered a lot of truth without love. Right. And um, you'll get your point across, but you're actually going to you're also going to break a lot of trust. Oh, yeah.
0: There is an art to it. Like if you just come to someone and you're like, would you just pick up your freaking socks? They're like, (laughs) whoa, you know.
1: Right. Or trying to um, be like, I can't believe you think that what's wrong with you. Right. Um, Think the way I do. So
0: there's two sides. Right. So this it's one is the person who just delivers the truth with Mm -hmm. no love whatsoever. And it's just like, hey, here's what you need to fix. Here's what you did wrong. And then they don't cushion it at all. There's no lubrication there. The other side is the person who just never says anything about it. And they're mm. just like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. Like, I'm a, if you're an Enneagram person, this person's probably a nine. Like, they're the peacekeeper. They're like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to upset anybody. So I'm just not going to say anything. But the problem with that is... Choose-
1: Twos can be like that too. Right. You don't say anything and then you just build resentment. Exactly.
0: The problem, the risk that you run when you never speak your feelings or voice your concern or whatever it is, is you, you run the risk of resentment. Well,
1: and it's sad too, because I mean, truly, I I think, um, you know, a lot of you guys listening to this right now, you know, people in your life who they actually aren't safe. They haven't really done the work, like the emotional work to know themselves. And for some of us, it's our parents. Where, you know, there's just some things that you just can't be honest with them. Yeah. If you try to tell them they've that they've done something that hurt you, you know, they're just going to turn it around on you yeah. and make it your fault. Um, but I mean, when it's relationships you really care about, you don't know if by being willing to have that uncomfortable conversation, that person might surprise you and just be like, I had no idea. And I'm so like, I'm sorry. And I want to resolve this with you.
0: Yes. The way I feel conflict is successful is when the person on the other side says, I had no idea. They're like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah,
1: but they have to mean it.
0: <laughs>
1: they can't just be like, oh, mm, I didn't know. I, I never knew. Um, well, I'm curious, though, because I have heard. So so basically, we're saying conflict.
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. But so many people think that it is. I mean, yeah. We avoid conflict. Conflict is bad. if you're If you're well, having because, conflict with someone, you're fighting.
1: Yeah, because they make it mean fighting. Right. So how would you describe fighting? And then how would you describe so, conflict?
0: Right. So here, here's how I differentiate the two. The, what well, I believe that in fighting, your goal is to win. Mm. In conflict, your goal is to resolve. And, I like that. And I, I just think that if you step into a conflict and your goal is to win, you better get ready for a fight. Right. You know, but if you step into a conflict and you say, hey, my goal is to resolve, then uh, there, there's just a lot. It's you're setting yourself up a lot yeah. better. Yeah.
1: So, but if conflict is actually good, then, then what would you say to the couple that says, "Oh, well, we never fight," um, or, or they they see people fighting and they're like, "Babe, yeah. babe, that'll never be us, babe. <laughs> I well, love first you." first of
0: all, I want to say this: everybody experiences conflict. Everybody. Um, and I want to take it past couples and just into friendships, into relationships, into parents, into whatever it is. I think that on the other side of conflict, you know somebody better than you did before. That's um, so true. That's, that's for better always, or for worse. Right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You're like, well, I didn't, didn't, no, didn't you know handled that side of you handled things like right? that. Yeah. So I, I think that extends on both sides of it. And I think you know them better. And if somebody is, is not experiencing conflict, Honestly, I've got a lot of questions because I, I think being willing to step into conflict means that you're willing to fight for the relationship. It, it means you're willing to fight for oneness, for unity, for what you believe in. even right. if even if in a workspace you're having conflict with a coworker, mm-hmm. if you're never rubbing you know rubbing heads or butting heads with somebody, I would argue like, hey, f- it's okay. like fight for what you think you right. you need respectfully.
1: And I think, too, as a recovering conflict avoider, (laughs) um, I had I think we tend to model our conflict style on what we grew up with. And I grew up with conflict will lead to a blow up and then silent treatment. Sure. So I had no interest in conflict. Now, there were safe friends growing up. um, And after my sister and I both went to counseling, we became very safe for each other. But I still had this track record of like not really getting into it with friends as I got older. And now the way I look at conflict when it comes to friends is you should have fun with your friends, but it should not always be fun. You, right. when I look at friends and the friendships that I want now, like the the depth of those friendships is, yes, we laugh and we have fun together. I also know everything that you're afraid of. I know everything that you, that you hate, the things you doubt about yourself. When I make you mad, you tell me when, when I'm worried about you, I tell you. And my expectation is no matter how uncomfortable my answer is to your question or how uncomfortable your answer is to my question, we will still tell each other the truth.
0: Yeah. In all relationships, no matter what you're doing and human interaction things will come between you mm-hmm. that hurt you, that upset you, that you have uh, differences in opinion yeah. on or whatever it is. That threaten your identity
1: the, or your fears. Right.
0: They will step between you. And the way that I see conflict is conflict is the way to remove that. So if you've got something that's said, uh, somebody's done something to you and it you don't agree with it or it hurt you or whatever it is, I kind of see that as like a you know a brick or like a wall in between you. And conflict is saying, okay, Let's take a hammer and a chisel and let's just destroy this. But let's just knock it out. You know, another person describes conflict as two, putting two jacket rocks in a bucket mm-hmm. and shaking the bucket until the rocks become smooth. So the goal of conflict really is to come out on the other side, understanding somebody better than you did before or knowing right. more about them than you did before. But the problem is most of us step into conflict with a mindset that is I'm going to win.
1: Right. Instead of,
0: instead instead of, I want of to the resolve. goal
1: being... I want to protect because I want to protect this relationship. And because I actually care so much about this person, I am not going to avoid the conflict, but I'm going to do it in a way that is loving and respectful, but also honest.
0: And if you are a conflict avoider, and I... Am a conflict of order in professional settings. I have found, yeah, like in in relationship settings, I feel like I can tell my friends anything. I felt like you and I can, you know, tell each other anything. But in professional settings, sometimes I don't want to rock the boat because I don't want to be that guy or that one person who who disagrees. But what if my I actually did this this week? I was sitting in a meeting and everyone was sitting around a table, and my opinion was different than everyone else's. And I was like, I don't want to say it. I just don't want to voice my opinion because I'm the black sheep here. And I think uh, what you'll find when you do, and I, I did, I ended up voicing it. I think what you'll find is people, you don't lose respect. When you do that, people respect your willingness to voice your opinion, regardless it, of whether or not it with Depending on how them. you
1: do it. I mean, there is always a right and a wrong way to express your dissent. Um, but, you know. A Everyone's lo-
0: opinion is valid, including, including yours.
1: Yes, as long as it doesn't invalidate the other persons. And especially right. in a workplace, I know I've worked in some workplaces where disagreeing was totally acceptable and almost invited, but right. I also know that's kind of rare. Um, so some of you guys might be working in a workplace where dissent is just very much not celebrated and could kind of make you the outlier.
0: So I think that there is a valuable place on a team for that person. I feel like everybody and every team Has a need for diversity, not just with race and gender and orientation and things like that, but in viewpoints and thought, right? So if uh, I was sitting in a meeting recently and we were talking about something and somebody from a very different background than me voiced something totally counter to what everyone else was thinking and then everyone else in the group was better because of it. They, they Absolutely. just were like, oh, I didn't think of that.
1: Just having an, a fresh perspective. Right. Again, I think it all just comes down to your presentation.
0: Right. So the bottom line is, I truly believe that conflict is and can be a good thing and a tool to actually draw people closer. I think of all the conflict that you and I have had. So much of our conflict on the other side of that, I knew you better than I did before. And we gained respect for one another yeah. and we learned about each other. But the problem is that we step into conflict feeling threatened and mm-hmm. feeling entitled. And when we when we do that, it becomes a fight and then yeah. it becomes counterproductive and people run from it. So our goal of this episode is to help you and to help all of us engage in conflict in a healthy way so that on the other side of that, you step away from it going, gosh, I'm so glad that we had that conversation.
1: Yeah. I think the point though is as you're stepping into this, this is not a one-sided thing. You could attempt to have this healthy conflict, but you don't know how the other person's going to respond, and it also means that you yourself have to be a safe space when someone brings a conflict to you. Yep. I what I know that I've engaged in conflict before thinking the other person would be open and I was met with like a brick wall. Yep. So so what I'm what I'm wondering is at what point should we abandon conflict with a friend if they prove to just be a, a brick wall or just like un- unwilling to go there with you?
0: Yeah, I would recommend you read the book uh, Boundaries <laughs> by Cloudy <and> Townsend. <laughs> um, no, but that'll be an episode. That'll be not, You know, I I really do. I, I think that there are some relationships where you I feel like you do your due diligence, you do what you can, but past that point you can do no more. And I think like there's been times when i've told people um where somebody had an opinion for me they felt that i should do something different than i was doing and here's a specific example Uh, i was choosing a specific career path for a specific time in my life and somebody in my life did not agree with that career path this person happened to be my my dad and he didn't agree with the career path that I was choosing was, and it was out of love. It was out of care. He just wanted what was best for me. He was sure. like, I just want you to, you know, be successful and all this kind of stuff.
1: It wasn't like, I want you to be me. It right. was just like, I'm worried about this. Exactly.
0: And, but to me at the time, this was several years ago at the time I was like, Hey, I just really want to experience this. And I want to do mm-hmm. this thing. And I want to go and like travel the world and all this kind of stuff. And, um, basically what, what it came down to was he said his piece. He said, hey, I'm going to speak this to you and I'm going to communicate exactly how I feel about this. I received it. I said, thank you. I received that, uh, your concern or your opinion or whatever it is. And then anything past that, I feel like is um, unwelcomed. For me, it was like, hey, you've you've voiced that Mm -hmm. already. I already know. So the first time, I feel like the first time is just, that is the time for you to voice your concern or to say what you were hurt by, whatever it was. And then anything past that is pushing. And
1: Yeah, and, I, and it's so hard because when you really love and care about people, it is so hard to watch them sometimes choose things that you are pretty sure are going to hurt, yes. hurt them. And learning how to toe that line of, it would be irresponsible for me to say nothing But also, everybody has to make their own decisions. And I think about the people who have loved me enough to speak up about jobs or about uh, people that I was dating at the time. Right? Did I listen to them? Heck no, I didn't. Were they right? You bet your buns they were right in the end. And I'm like, oh, wish I'd listened. But you know what? You told me. And then you supported me exactly. after that. And I wound up getting to make my own decision, which wound up being that you were right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I think that shows a lot about who they are. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of that conversation, you say, hey, but whatever you do, whatever you go, 100% of the time, I'm here. I support yeah. you all the time.
1: And then you have to mean it.
0: That's it, true. But then if you keep doing that, and if you keep coming back and you keep saying, hey, like I'm told you, I told you, you need to stop doing this, then that's on you. But you, right. I think you do it once make sure that they know the way that you feel about it and then yeah, you know you, you, you don't have necessarily to let, have to support the decisions that they're making but you can just support them exactly. I, I experienced that with someone in my life where i was like hey i totally disagree with the the decisions that you're making for your life but i'm totally 100% I'm still, yeah, here for you i'm
1: still with you and i think that that comes with age i mean i was not as good of a friend in my 20s as i am capable of being in my 30s because i did not understand that distinction of being able to support the person even if you don't support the decision
0: yeah that's great and and not make them feel judged for it right and i think that's important everyone you know has the freedom to make their own decision but there are some people where you're like hey i just can't have this conversation with you and it's okay it truly is it it, everyone doesn't have to be your best friend it is okay to have some relationships and go you know what we we are not as close as we could be because you're unwilling to have this conversation like if you think about like thanksgiving Right. I, you know, you spend Thanksgiving with your extended family and wherever you come from, your families might all have different viewpoints on the world. And right. there are some trigger topics that you just don't discuss. Right. Hey, Thanksgiving, we're not going to talk about politics right, you know, like, exactly. or whatever it is. But what if what if when you engaged in conversation like that, it was healthy and it was constructive and it was you learned more about the person and you learn more about yourself and you you thought of things that you never thought of before and they did the same and if you took that approach would
1: so depends on it so depends on how both people come at the conversation
0: which that's true which is why we would love to set you up with a few things <laughs> that we have learned and collected from a series of books and mentors and counselors some of these come from Stephen Covey's book 7 habits for highly effective people some of them come from boundaries some of them come from my personal mentor John mm-hmm. Woodall shout out Love you, yeah. um, and gene counselors and as well. So, we've collected these from a few folks, and some of these really relate to different circumstances. But the first idea of conflict that I just want to For healthy discuss, conflict. yeah, is to keep short accounts. Um, and what I mean by keep short accounts, if you've never heard this this term before, what this basically means is when somebody has done something that has hurt you, that's upset you, that you disagree with, don't wait. Don't wait 24. uh, Well, Well, I say that with an asterisk.
1: (laughs) How mad am I? (laughs) I Exactly.
0: That's the, and that's the asterisk, but, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but don't wait so long that like, you have to go back and say, Hey, you remember that thing?
1: (laughs) Do you remember in February?
0: Do you remember in fourth grade when you yeah, because at that point it's not really constructive. They probably don't remember, but, um, you know, but keeping short accounts is basically a way to say, I, I address this soon um, so that so that you don't harbor resentment for it.
1: Well, right. And then it doesn't build on itself. And then you every time that similar thing happens, you just get more and more angry. And it, truly, it was just you that never addressed it.
0: Right. Now, the second the second part of that, while keeping short accounts, you've heard people say, don't go to bed angry or whatever. I full heartedly disagree with that. Um because sometimes you need to take some time yeah. to let your emotions calm down. Because listen, our emotions sometimes our emotions are little liars. They all are. Right? They they will will control a conversation mm-hmm. in a way that our mind can't.
1: <laughs> our emotions sound like, how dare they? How very how dare very you? Dare they?
0: Have you ever like had a conversation when your emotions are high, and then you step out of it once you calm down, and you're like. I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Right.
1: I acted a straight fool. I
0: acted an actual fool. So sometimes you might just need it. Now, here's what you don't do: you don't just let the conflict happen and then go to bed or say nothing and do nothing for days and days and days. Uh, or even, you know, something that that Gene and I will do is we'll be having a discussion, a mm-hmm. discussion, a debate,
1: a, a healthy conflict, some some heated discourse,
0: a, a, some heated back and forth. <laughs> And uh, I might say, hey, or you might say, one of us, hey, I'm just going to be honest, probably you, because I always want to talk about it. But my, hey, my emotions are a little too high to have this conversation right now. Or, hey, it's a little too late. It's 10 p.m., whatever it is. And oh, gosh,
1: make that a rule. Don't don't talk about anything important after like 10 o'clock.
0: Just don't. But anyways, back to what you're saying. Right. So and we might just say, hey, I care about this. This is important to me. Um, I just wanted you to know that this was hurtful to me and I would love to talk about it tomorrow. Um, yeah,
1: I think keeping communication open is important because you're not saying, I don't want to talk about this. You're just saying, I love you and I care about this. I am not clear headed enough to talk about this the way that I would like to, the way I feel like I could express myself with the most compassion and empathy. I'm going to take some time so that we can have a good conversation about this later.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right. Hot tip number two. This is the this is the hot tip hot number two. Hot tips. Hot tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cat. Mm-hmm. Cat. This has Cat. been mm-hmm. hot tips. Okay. Hot tip number two is, and this one comes from we should make Covey, a jingle. is seek to understand before being understood. Mm. I feel like if we can just get this one down, this is one of the biggest uh, instigators in conflict. Yeah. That exists is when I when I walk into a conflict, I want to be understood. I just want you to understand Well then me. you're fighting. I just want you to get me. Mm-hmm. I just want you to 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 think about this the way I'm thinking about this instead of, hey, I, I just help me understand. Help me understand the way that, that, that you're thinking about this or the way that you see this. It just de escalates the conflict in a way that it makes you approachable.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's It's really a jumping off point, too, because you have to walk into the conversation with that, you know, palms up sort of posturing as Bob Bob Goff, Bob Goff, as Bob Goff would say. Um, When you say palms up, you're referring to. Okay, so in one of Bob Goff's, it's so hard to say, Bob Goff, um, in his books, he talks about when you're having an argument, then you put your hands on top of your knees with your palms facing up and you keep your hands open all during. The conflict. Mm. Um, and it's basically physically posturing yourself in an open way and then it actually has an emotional outcome. Isn't
0: that crazy that our physical posture We've actually... tried it. it. works. It does. And I tend to have conflict with my arms crossed, with like pointing and all kinds of stuff. And, mm-hmm. I, and if you just actually go, okay, fine, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to open up my hands. It really does force you to... Receive. Yeah. Well, it
1: kind of also reminds you that you're not being open. And it's hard to when somebody brings conflict to you because your knee jerk reaction is to get defensive. Yes. That's just our, if you listen to the last episode, that's your ego. It's not your friend. It's not telling you the truth, but it's a totally normal reaction. You're a human being. But having that idea of going, okay, they're upset. Well, The fastest way to actually resolve this is for me to listen and understand where they're coming from. And if your goal in conflict is, if you both are going, I just want to understand you better, you both also end up being understood by the end. That's
0: true. That's absolutely true. Can you imagine a, a political conversation with two people who completely disagree and their goal is just to understand each other better?
1: Uh, our whole country would look completely different.
0: It really would. I also just want to say this. If you are arguing with somebody about a political affiliation or the way that they align themselves, let me just go ahead and just say this (laughs) right now. You're not going to change their mind in one conversation. No. It's just absolutely never going to happen in one conversation. So your goal in that conversation should be I, I don't want to change the way you think yet. You know, like I don't want to like tear cha- your change with. <laughs>
1: don't say that. Just right, think no, that. <laughs> right.
0: I just want to understand why you think what you think. Yes. Just do. Just go that far for the first conversation. Maybe for the first few conversations, mm-hmm. because those things are things that we stand on formidably. Like we we just really really really. Um, put a lot of of stock and equity yeah, into mis- things we like politics, religion, our and beliefs
1: like as part of our identity, and Are so were- we feel very threatened if anybody questions it. Because what they're really doing, what our ego thinks they're doing, is questioning our intelligence. Um, because if yes. we're wrong, then we were silly enough to be tricked. And, and if and- you
0: find yourself being triggered or defensive and things like that.
1: Oh, back to the last episode.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> then check out Ego is the Enemy um, by Ryan Holiday.
0: That's exactly that's exactly right. And what I feel like all this does, what we've just been talking about the last few minutes, especially seeking to understand people and all that kind of stuff. What I feel like it does is it really just develops empathy for those people yeah. to understand. Like when you have a conversation with somebody who just gravely disagrees disagrees with you or you disagree with them, when you hear their side of the story, you're like, oh it makes total sense mm-hmm. that you wrote it for that person. It makes total sense that you support this. It makes total sense because I had no idea. Well, with everything that you experienced this as a child, I had mm-hmm. no idea that you know we, we've experienced microcosms of this. Where, like, when I experienced chest pain, I'm like, yeah, it's probably just a fart. When you experience <laughs> chest pain, you're like, it's probably a heart attack. But that's because we have different experiences. Have very different.
1: I have people I loved that died very unexpectedly from heart issues. Right. So to me, my mind goes straight to, well, they didn't know what was happening and now they're gone. And
0: my first tendency is to be like, calm down, you're overreacting. And mm-hmm. and now that you I know that, You just never
1: know why people are responding the way that they are. And even if it's just in conflict, you don't know what this topic is triggering from their past. Because yeah. we, a trigger, it, just by its mere word, means it's triggering something that's already there. Yeah. So if someone... Bl- you know blows up over something you said or if you do it it is not the thing that was just said it is what it is pointing to from your past that was unresolved and that's still hurting yes and so that's something to also remember when you're in conflict is the thing they said might not even be the thing that's upsetting you
0: yeah agreed okay so the first one we said was keeping short accounts second one seek to understand before being understood the third one is to always assume the best in the other person mm-hmm. i feel like everybody knows like when you watch these movies, when people assume something like when you watch a movie and there's this Ugh. like this scene, this major fight scene, I feel like nine times out of 10, it happens because one of the person, one of the people assumed something about the other person and didn't actually ask them and didn't have a conversation with them about it. They just assume it and later they were like, yeah, this was for you.
1: Rom-coms are so guilty of this. Oh my
0: gosh, yes.
1: Here's how this conflict always plays out. One of them is shouting at the other person And you're watching as the audience member so infuriated because the other person could just say one thing thing. to clear it up.
0: Or could have asked one question, just yes. one clarifying question. Now, what that's called, ladies and gentlemen, is called dramatic irony is what that's <laughs> called in a writing class mm-hmm. I took one time in college. It is it is a way that the listener or the viewer knows something that the actor yes. does not. So,
1: But in therapy, it's called spinning a narrative, <laughs> and it is dangerous for all of us.
0: Okay, so lesson number three. Is always assume the best in the other person, and, and which is hard to do. It sometimes. is like just give them. Another word to say this is give them the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, you really. want you would want it for yourself because. You don't do things for no reason. Even if you did the wrong thing, you did it for a reason.
0: Yeah, I just watched... uh, First of all, if you're not watching Shits Creek, what the heck are you doing with your life? Oh my
1: God, David.
0: David. David, stop David. I can't. It's literally... I love them so much. It's literally gives me so much life. But here's the thing. We recently watched an episode where... Okay, but uh, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Where Moira, which is the matriarch of the family here, the mom, she had found a bunch of old love letters. Yes. And they were to her husband, Johnny. And so she, you know, finds all these love letters and she's going through them and she's appalled and she can't believe at these love letters. She's like, who, who is this? You know, why it, have you kept these? Boy, yeah, why That's have you so kept hurtful. these? Right. So she just goes about town and just shares them with everybody. And is like, Johnny has kept these love letters from somebody. I don't know what to do. And it just caused this huge stink. Only to find out like when she asked him about it later that day, she hasn't talked to him. She hasn't been like, hey. She didn't w- ask him. What is this? What's this? What Can you tell? You know?
1: Granted, she was on Bosnian uppers and hadn't slept in four Granted, days. <laughs> it's
0: a TV show. Dramatic <laughs> irony. But she comes to him and she's like, hey, what is this? And he was like, um, you wrote those. And turns out she wrote them when she was in a body cast on Painkillers and she didn't remember. But the point is, she should have asked and she didn't. And it all would
1: have been resolved.
0: It all would have been resolved. So just assume the best.
1: But we do this... Obviously not in as dramatic of ways, but sometimes we experience what we receive as a slight and we spin it into this narrative of like, well, they did this because of this and they think this and, and this is the kind of person they are. And next thing you know, you are like way down the road in this narrative and you've caused this like distance and this hurt for yourself and stress when, first of all, probably none of that's true. And if you really were concerned about it, you could have just asked.
0: I think that's great. Uh, so again, to to summarize those, keep short accounts. Seek to understand before being understood. And always assume the best about the other person. Um, we also already said this one, but which it was just don't engage in conflict when emotions are high. Just like take a hot second. Yeah, or and when take you're a tired breather. or hungry. Uh, no. So <laughs> oh, I, I met somebody and they said. Just set um, yourself up for success. I forget what they said, but they had some catchy acronym for it. And it was something like It
1: was like, the Sassers. Hi Sassers. Hi Sassers.
0: Uh, it, it was something like uh hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Oh, that's it. It was HALT. It halt. was like HALT. Hey, so hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I feel like hungry. Come on. Can we just thank you for look. real?
1: These are the these this is your acronym for when to avoid conflict. So if
0: you're hungry, which for me is always, all the time. If you're angry about something else, just mm, lonely if you're just like feeling like you've you know whatever it is you're feeling uh separated and and maybe don't engage or tired is a big one also if you've had more than two drinks just probably don't just Just, don't just don't just don't i just i feel like that's just one that was just that gets swept under the rug when we talk Mm -hmm. about conflict it's just not a good time Mm -hmm. just don't do it just
1: think booze boo
0: wow i did that you just i did that right now on the fly went there Mm -hmm. um Jean, can you think of anything else that is, oh, actually I can think of something else. Mm -hmm. If it's a spouse, if it's a parent, if it's a best friend, whatever it is, don't do this with a work relationship unless (laughs) you're super close. Sometimes it's really helpful to be like, we'll be in the middle of an argument or a conflict or whatever it is. And we'll just go, Hey, I love you. Just, just say, I love you and just stop for a second. And it just kind of grounds you and reminds you that you're like in the middle of this fight. You're like, you know what? (sighs) We love each other. Just, yeah. just remember that you care about each other.
1: Because sometimes in conflict, like you said, you get so heated that you imagine the stakes are a lot higher for that conversation. And just reminding that person, yeah. and maybe it's not, maybe it's not someone you'd say "I love you" to, but or just being like, "Hey, like I'm with you." When this conversation's over, I'm with you through all of it. It's just right. a nice way to ground yourself and to be like, "Oh, this is just a conversation. We have a long relationship after it this."
0: It is, and another thing too uh, um, is the more we talked about having like speaking the truth with love, the more somebody knows that they're loved by you, the more freedom you have to speak truth into their life. Yeah. And I feel like if you haven't shown somebody that you love them and care about them, you don't have a lot of freedom to speak truth into their life. Like if you have a new relationship, can you imagine going on a first date and you were like, hey, I just really want to voice all these things <laughs> that I feel like, like, you know, that I'm concerned about you for. They're like, um, I don't, I feel like we should just halt for a hot yeah, second. <laughs>
1: pump those brakes. I feel
0: like we should uh, order breadsticks and then maybe we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, truly that is laying the foundation and yeah. the groundwork for you being able to speak truth. And ultimately our goal with all of this is I, I really do. I have come to love conflict. Um, in a in a love-hate way. Yeah, I was about to say. No, I, I don't agree. Yeah, I but feel like everybody, we do it. It's everyone, easier the
1: closer the person is with yes, you. Yes,
0: everyone in life, any relationship that you have will experience conflict yeah. because we're all different people. We all care about different things. We're wired different ways. And conflict, It I truly do believe that it is a way to remove barriers between you and another person. And ultimately, you end up closer with that person. And we all want that because we're all designed for relationships. We have to learn how to do conflict well.
1: Yeah. So for our listeners who maybe have an upcoming conversation, they know they need to have it and they're not really sure how to start the conversation, What what is a way that they can begin the conversation with the person they need to have a healthy conflict with?
0: Yeah. So the first thing is I would start that conversation with an expression of care. Hey, I care about you. Mm-hmm. I, I love you. And hopefully they know that before that conversation, but it just, it's helpful. The second thing is that there were three words that my old men, um, mentor said to me at one point, which were the words, were you aware? And I think those are that's helpful language to say, hey, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but were you aware that when you said that, um, that this person was in the room and it could have made them feel a certain way yeah. or instead of just throwing an accusation to present it as a question and just say, yeah. hey, were you aware? Were um, you aware
1: that when you did that, it sent the message to me that blank.
0: Right. Um, and then the third thing I would say would be to ask clarifying questions. Um, if you just come to somebody and just go, hey, I just want you to know. I, I would <laughs> avoid saying, I just want you to know. Yeah, I would just say, hey, were you aware? What that does is it, it lowers the defensiveness of yeah. the person because you've presented a question instead of mm-hmm. an accusation.
1: Or instead of assuming their meaning, say, hey, you said this. What did you mean by that?
0: And that's the third part of this, which is, I think, clarifying questions. So ask a clarifying question. Hey, did you, did you, and what did you mean by when you said this or when you, um, you gave me this, there was a face that you made when I was, when I was saying this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can I ask like, what did you mean by that? Or what, what, you know, whatever it is. I think that's really helpful. What I don't think is helpful is just go, Hey, I just want you to know that when you did this, it really pissed me off. I don't think there's a lot of win. There's not a lot of room for resolution in that.
1: When you ask them a question and you're being very vulnerable because obviously you're putting yourself out there, you also have to trust that they're telling you the truth.
0: Yeah. So whether you are sharing a two bedroom apartment with three roommates Mm -hmm. or you're living back at home right now, or you're with a Spouse, and you're both working from home, yeah. and you're trying to homeschool, or you're or living you're, alone,
1: and all of your communication is through text or whatever or, it is, or over Zoom, and that certainly is going to lead to some misunderstandings. Yeah,
0: we hope these are, you know, these principles are helpful for you. Again, these are some uh, a collection from some different books we've read and from different conversations that we've had, but um we hope that they're helpful for you. They've been helpful for us. um Truly, we've had to just like, there have been times where we have been in, in a conflict and just we've just gone, okay. Let's just take our hands, mm-hmm. let's open them up and let's put them on our knees or, or whatever it is. And it truly does. It, the most beautiful thing in life, I believe, are relationships, the relationships that we have. And if this is a tool that we can use to help keep those healthy, yeah. then I think it's worth it for yeah. us.
1: Conflict is necessary and,
0: and inevitable. It and is and inevitable. Yes, inevitable. inevitable. It will
1: happen. And if you get in the habit of doing it regularly and respectfully uh, with your friends, with the people that you care about, you're only going to have better and deeper relationships, and it'll show you who your true loved ones are.
0: 100%. And don't think that if you are fighting with somebody that something is wrong or they're having conflict no. with wrong. You it's mess, not.
1: We mess up. You and I mess up. Not all even the mess time. up. We
0: just have different backgrounds and we disagree on different things. And yes, we mess up. At yeah, times. we
1: just get, we lose sight of these practices sometimes. That's true. And we, we recognize it usually when we're doing it. Yeah. And it's almost like you sort of have to laugh at yourself a little bit.
0: So we hope these are helpful. And if they are and these worked for you or whatever it is, just shoot us a DM. And mm-hmm. us on our Instagram at, at Gen y podcast, G-E-N-W-H-Y podcast. You can email us info at Gen y podcast as well. Um, you can call us toll free at, mm-hmm. LOL. No, you can't. And if
1: you have a friend who you think that this topic would be helpful Then just helpful like
0: passive-aggressively for... send this to them and <laughs> just like slide this onto them be like, hey, you should listen to this episode on conflict and then we should talk.
1: But do share it with them if you think it will be helpful. And always, we would love um, any feedback from you and any reviews on our podcast are super helpful too because they allow other people to find our podcast. For
0: instance, if you wanted to write, OMG, this is the best podcast ever. Oh
1: my gosh, Will and Jean this are like is my bananas. best friends. For
0: anyway, we'll see you back here real real soon for another episode of the generation y podcast stay sweet stay sweet